You don't remember that song, Milk and Cereal? It sounds familiar. Milk and Cereal. Milk and Is that on Kids Bob 58? Cereal and the Milk. <laughs> no, it was like a legit song. In, oh. uh, it was my junior year of high school, 2005 to 2006. And mm-hmm. one of the people who was running for student council literally just made a music video to that song. Like, didn't uh-huh. have like a platform like we're gonna give you more vending machines or whatever the hell people say. It's like, yeah, let me it's do just this cool video. And cereal, and she's going milk and cereal. <laughs> Welcome to Did Respawn Aim Fire, the Kickass Reverend Gaming Podcast, where we talk about milk and cereal and Mountain Dew Zero Sugar Baja Blast. Brought to you by Taco Bell. We are sponsored today by Mountain Dew. Mountain, do it or don't. Either way, you should be blasting, which is also my <laughs> advice for uh, sexually active teenagers. <sighs> Delicious. We've got our uh, host here, Adam Pop Pop Gumbert. How are you? How are you, Adam? I'm good. I actually have a list of things to do once you finish this rundown. There's so much going on. There's so much this... freedom today. So much freedom and things to talk about before we talk about the video games. Okay, okay. Here I am. I'm Chad. Um, slipping that $5 bill into your wallet, Michael Ennis. Right that's, uh, that's me. We are here on twitch.tv slash idiots every single Sunday around 8.30 Eastern Time. Wow, I think we've nailed it right on the minute today. We did. Uh, but we can also catch us on demand on Tuesday mornings, Eastern Time, 9 a.m. on YouTube and podcast services, et cetera, et cetera. Adam, I am so curious what you've got for me right now. My list got bigger and bigger because, you know, before we do the show, we'll do a preamble. And we'll so we did a couple of things. You were talking about that girl who did the milk and cereal video right. for student council. Right. I remember th- this is probably the politician who's maybe the maddest in my entire life. In middle school, there's a girl running for president whatever the hell it was mm-hmm. and she did her speech like all right cool she's the popular girl clearly she's gonna win and then at the end she turned told us all to turn around turn around you know, <laughs> okay. based on that donna summer song um <laughs> and we all turned around and she's like i'm behind you 100 percent." i'm like fucking i hate <laughs> politics so much oh my god never on to item two i got my sunglasses on because there's too much damn freedom and it's hurting my eyes oh hell yeah Oh, For hell yeah. America. I'm just going to blast some freedom at you. And I'm proud to be an American, where at least I know I'm free. How's your freedom eyes? Nope. Yeah, they're great, you know. The uh, Supreme Court couldn't get through these bad boys. Uh, <laughs> oh, and... zing. Got them. Also, I've never had these before. Kit Kats, strawberry and dark chocolate. Ooh. That sounds good. I like dark chocolate a lot. That does sound good. And Chad, we had to make fun of you. The Uh-oh. other day on Twitter, everyone check out Chad's Twitter. <laughs> this motherfucker did a did a post of I, I I didn't know it was you, but it was you in college. Yeah, it looked yeah, like a young yeah, yeah. a young scared man. I didn't know it was Chad, but it was Chad next to a cheer wine truck. Uh huh. And we were like, "What the fuck?" Cheer is wine any van. Of this picture? Cheer wine van. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, and none of us knew what any of it was. Please explain what Cheerwine and who that young man in that picture was. So first of all, Crocs were in their heyday. Crocs are back <laughs> in a big way now, but they're not like full of themselves, which is great. You don't hear a lot about Crocs, but you look around and you see Crocs everywhere. They've they've infiltrated mm-hmm. the mainstream. Back then, Crocs were brand new. Everyone was had Croc fever. So I had the brand new Crocs with winter wool on the inside. And here's the best part, wore them without socks. So that shit got smelly. <laughs> yeah, so. real sweaty fucking fur down this there. This was huh? also in 2007, right when like camera phones were becoming 
like the new hotness. Like everyone's whipping out their camera phones to take pictures of shit. So you have to take pictures of everything. So everything's real blurry. It's just me standing in front of a Cheerwine truck with some thumbs up. Uh, also at the time, big legged jeans. No one wants those skinny jeans. We had those regular, those boot cut jeans, big chonky hoodies to hide your insecurities. And yep. a nice shaggy swoopy haircut. Uh, which is basically just like, hi, I'm a poor college student, and I don't think I should have to pay for haircuts. Therefore, it's going to grow. <laughs> <laughs> but with Cheerwine, what the fuck is yeah, Cheerwine? So that was Cheerwine. my main thing. Cheerwine is a delicious cherry soda beverage um, that is th – the closest thing I could compare it to is like Dr. Pepper, but doesn't taste like boo-boo butts. Oh. So Cheerwine's like good non-boo-boo butt Dr. Pepper. Um so yeah, it comes in regular and diet varieties. It is bottled and born in Salisbury, North Carolina, where I went to college. And because of that, and so it's like it's a very like Carolina centric um, soft drink beverage. And because of that, they had unique things that they would bring to our college campus. So like you can't find Cheerwine cakes anywhere except for in Salisbury, North Carolina. Interesting. So we had little Cheerwine cakes in our vending machine. So that van was bringing us all sorts of Cheerwine flavored goodies in addition to the delicious beverage uh, that mm. you can consume. Similar to Mountain Dew Zero Sugar Baja Blast brought to you by Taco Bell. Yeah. I assumed when Chad had that picture, I'm like, this is a, a picture of like a movie set where they have like fake brands and stuff. Because I didn't think Cheerwine <laughs> was real. Um, but you were talking about regional stuff. Here, I brought it with me today. Ooh. I don't know if you can see it on the camera. Yep. In yep. Kentucky, it's bottled in Winchester, Kentucky, and it's called L81, so like a late one. Oh, but it's a ginger ale. I get it. Drink that is again. I don't know if it goes outside of this uh, this state, but we have it, and it's really good. They have a cherry and they have an orange cream flavor, but I have the sugar free ginger ale. Mm -mm. Mm, nice. That's freedom. That's freedom. <laughs> Speaking of freedom to drink at any age in the world, um, when I bring up Cheerwine to people who are not familiar with Cheerwine and there is no photo or explanation of what it is, most people are like, oh, no, I haven't heard of that. It sounds delicious, though. I'm not a big wine person, though. They assume it's yeah. an alcoholic beverage because Cheerwine. Do you find that similar with Ale 8 since it is ale and people associate like pale ale, like beers, etc.? Do people think of that as an alcoholic beverage first? Maybe, except for I never bring it up. Okay. So, like, everyone here knows what it, it okay. is. Well, yeah, well, they do call it <laughs> Kentucky Swamp Water, but I think it tastes better than that. Um, no, it never really comes up outside of the state, and everyone in the state knows what it is. And if you don't, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> all right. So, I'm not to worry about it. Hey, how's that's that? That's all five of my things. If you're not watching the video version, um, Adam is eating these Kit Kats that he just talked about, and he made some pretty good faces earlier. Tell us about your Kit Kat. This shit top tier. Yeah? Yeah? That's it. It's fucking great. Strawberry dark chocolate. All right. Strawberry dark chocolate. I'm all about it. Where, where can someone purchase one of those Kit Kats at a specialty store? Only at Kroger's. Sorry. <laughs> Only you, if you Kroger. don't have Kroger's, <laughs> you can't do it. Um, That's also a local Southern brand. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. All right. Coming up this episode, aside from all sorts of talk about snacks and confections, we've got a bunch of people being mean to game devs. Don't do it. All the cool kids are being nice. So I've invited everyone on Twitter to come watch the show and tell us all their favorite things about game devs in the chat. So if anyone joins us in the chat, let us know. But mm. we're going to start today by breaking down that Nintendo Direct Mini that happened. 
Uh, this comes from our. This is our main quest, brought to you by Eddie McCooch at Gamespot. So there was a, uh, in typical Nintendo fashion, they gave us like less than a day's notice that there was going to be a Nintendo Direct Mini happening, and here are some of the things that happened. Atlas, you might know Atlas from shrugging, from holding the world on his shoulders, but it's also a game publisher that is um, releasing Persona 5 Royal on Nintendo's console hybrid, the Nintendo Switch. This is two years after uh, the initial release of the game, and just one of three Persona games coming to Switch as well, including another Persona-related announcement, which is a release date, October 21st, but that uh, that's the same date Persona 5 is coming to Xbox Game Pass as well. No release date for Persona 4 Golden or Persona 3 Portable for Switch. However, they were coming soon, according to the Direct Mini. If you give a shit about Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak, there's an updated roadmap in there, so you can go play the demo on the Switch right now if that's your jam. You, those fucking Kit Kats look so delicious. The, it's it so looks red. fake. It, it's red. It looks fake. It looks like you're eating long Legos. <laughs> it does look like fondant, right? Yeah, like it does. Shit. They put on top of cakes that you you can't eat, but it tastes bad, but it makes the cake look really nice. Yeah, like all those baking shows are like, I'm going to make a freaking treehouse of horrors out of cake. And then it's actually not cake. It's this delicious, I mean, just disgusting fondant. And mm. there's no cake in it. This tastes good, though. That looks good. Adam, there's a game that came out earlier this year called Pokemon oh, okay. Legends Arceus. And it was my crack cocaine for... 40 hours in the first like week that it released and I loved it a lot and Adam mm. there's a game called Dragon Quest Treasures coming out it's a spin-off of the popular JRPG series and it's coming to Switch on December 9th my daddy's birthday oh very nice it looks like it might be the Pokemon Legends Arceus of the Dragon Quest universe mm. which has got me standing at attention both figuratively and physically. As seen in the trailer for Treasures, the game sees you recruiting monsters to join you on an expansive adventure. The monsters offer a variety of means getting around the world. You can bounce on a slime, you get hard to reach places, or glide with Draki to survive perilous drops. Uh, you're now, I didn't this... watch the trailer. You did, and you were very, yeah. you did it just for the show, and you got real hard real quick. I did. So what would you see in the trailer that you like so, so much? So it looks, it looks like it's just like this open world thing. You're searching for treasures. You've got these little monster pals. That, like you grab a hold of one and glide, just like that stupid bird in Pokemon. You, yep. You've got ones that you can bounce on. you got monsters roaming around the world that you might run into and fight. It, it, looks, it looks like put a Dragon Quest skin on Pokemon Legends Arceus, and that has got me so juiced. Interesting. I am, of course, you know, Dragon Quest has been hit or miss for me over the last hundred years, so more misses than hits. Hundred years, huh? Yeah, hundred years. Hundred years. Um, big fan of Dragon Warrior 3. It was my first JRPG. Very excited for that remake coming up. And I loved Dragon Warrior Monsters as a kid on Game Boy Color. So, but uh, haven't the, the series hasn't really hit me in the last like 15 years so i'll wait for reviews on it but this could be the thing that sucks me back in we'll talk about this more uh, a little bit later but return to monkey island is headed to nintendo switch first on consoles and adam we played an another game earlier in our lives called near automata for a barf <laughs> it's coming to nintendo switch it's more than five years after it launched on playstation 4 
great. That game, the point of it eludes me, and now you can play it on the go. The there you go. End of Yorha edition includes all previously released content for the game, including the DLC and costumes. It also has exclusive costumes of its own, which will be available at launch and coming on October 6th. Here's some good good, Adam. Here's some good good. I watched this trailer and uh, became hard as a sponge. <laughs> the newest entry in the Mario Rabbit series. It's a sponge. You know, they're really hard, especially when, like, when they dry out. When they dry out. And then you get mm-hmm. them wet, and they're just like, "Oh, I'm so soft." So it's that's one of those things that like you're really into the thought of it, and then you yeah. do it, and you're just like, "Nope, not into this." Anymore. Normally, it's the opposite way with humans. When they get wet, they get harder. Right, 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 right. That's why that's why it's a real medical thing when when women's vaginas <laughs> get wet, they stiffen we up and it on. makes things we really can hard. <laughs> we can move on now. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, that's why men should not dictate what happens to women's bodies because we don't understand it. Newest entry in Mario Plus Rabbid series, Sparks of Hope, is set to release on October 20th. This release date in typical Ubisoft fashion was leaked first in a store listing and has uh, been confirmed in the latest Nintendo Direct Mini. Here's the cool thing. Trailer shown off. In the original game, there was, you know, there was Mario, Luigi, Peach, and then there was... Rabid Luigi, Rabid Mario, Rabid Peach, right? They are expanding the roster of characters. And you always fought Rabbids. There was Donkey Kong Rabbid, but there was... A, mm-hmm. You fought all types of Rabbids. They are expanding so much, there is now Rabid uh, Rosalina in the trailer. You are playing as regular-ass cool Bowser. He's an ally in this now, it looks like. There are more Mario characters. It looks like Nintendo's finally trusting them with the whole Keys of the Kingdom, no pun intended. So you see bob you see Goombas, you see all sorts of Mario shit all over this. So I am very excited. Oh my god, it's threw up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> so Let me excited. be clear, that's not due to the Mountain Dew Zero Sugar Bottle Blast. That's nothing to do with the vomit that just came into my throat. Could in fact, I'm going to use that to wash it down. Mm-mm. Excellent. So... Very excited about that. They've also mentioned for the the sequel that it's going to take a little bit of a, a slightly more um, exploratory feel and less of a, like it's going to tone down the strategy just a teensy bit and open up the world to explore a little bit more, which I'm into a lot. Um, so very excited about that. Go watch that trailer coming October 20th on Nintendo Switch only. Speaking of old-ass games coming to Nintendo Switch, Portal Companion Collection is coming to Nintendo Switch. It'll include local, online, and split-screen cooperative multiplayer. Cost $20. So, you can do that. And uh, this is the first time I feel like Capcom, here, this next announcement, Capcom is acknowledging a side of Mega Man that they have long since tried to forget. Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection is a compilation of the 10 classic games that will be released on the Switch, PC, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, X and S, and Xbox One in 2023. It includes all the um, Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection Volume 1 and Volume 2, as well as a PS... Wait, what am I reading? The full collection collection. will also be made available as separate digital volumes. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Volume 1, Volume 2, and there are physical PS4 and Switch editions. Did you ever play Mega Man Battle Network? I played on my friend's Game Boy like once. Yeah. Um, he was really into it. And it seemed all right. I do like how 
you're like, oh, they're finally acknowledging Battle Network. But then I think about it, and like Capcom has already re-released every Mega Man game imaginable. They did the full collections of like one through ten. They did they did the mm-hmm. X collect. Like they've literally are like, oh, I guess we got to do Battle Network now. Yeah, like, <laughs> I well, think we'll have basically all of them at this point. Yeah, just about. The only thing we're waiting <laughs> on now is Mega Man sixty four. Yeah, sure, that'll come out real soon. Yeah, I I played Mega Man Battle Network, uh, one of the many games on. Um, Game Boy Advance, I had that one of those flash mm. cartridges where you could like load in a ton of ROMs onto it and play it. And so, oh, very cool. Hella illegal back then, but I was you know, what twelve. I didn't know what it was, what I was doing. I was just like, oh, free games. Mommy doesn't have to buy it. Great. Um, it's the less fun version of Mega Man. Next up, Harvestella is a new game from Square Enix that takes players to the world of Lethe. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce it, so we're gonna say Lethe. Lathe. Is that how you spell lathe? Maybe. In Latin. I, mean, I have no idea. True. It's a, a peaceful village. Word. It's a made-up <laughs> fantasy word. <laughs> I don't think it is. It's like a lathe. Isn't lathe like the thing that you like spin and like make desk legs on? I'm Googling now. Okay. It's also a river in Hades. Whose yeah, river in Hades. Forget their past. Hmm. That's all I see is about the Greek stuff. Look up the tool I'm thinking of. It might not be the same name. It's it, it like spins and then you like use chisels and stuff like that to like make really smooth round edges. It's a lathe with an A. Okay. Okay. Uh, turning, this is yeah, a peaceful village tool. that is facing a big threat. Mm-hmm. Harvestella is described as a life simulation RPG that lets players farm, fight, and forge friendships. <laughs> players will farm, craft and collect items and materials while they can also interact with townspeople. The game has a season system that takes players through spring, summer, fall, and winter, and one more season follows, and it's the scariest of the bunch. The fifth season is the season of death, Quietus, which is what the Supreme Court is leading us into right now. During this no. season, your crops will wither, and in general, life becomes threatened. This was in- this is So basically, it looks like Animal Crossing meets uh, Stardew Valley. Yep. Where, you know, you're doing the town thing and you're doing the farming thing. That's pretty interesting. I don't know. I hope it's good because that idea sounds nice. Yeah. Farming games that came back in a big way. So Square Enix making one. Should be, it's like that in right. like a like an anime type way too. Like big yeah. anime energy. And then finally, last announcement here is Disney Dreamlight Valley. Speaking of, of like farming games, this is a free-to-play farm life sim from Gameloft, which is famous for mobile games, launches on an early access game on September 6th. The game lets each player create a character and live as a denizen of the titular valley, where neighbors may be famous neighbors may be famous faces such as Ariel, Buzz Lightyear, and Aladdin. <laughs> Aladdin. <laughs> He's got two Ds, man. Two Ds. Aladdin, you gotta pronounce yeah. them. Um, so... We just read that everything that happened in the Nintendo Direct menu. Yeah. Do, was there any highlights or standouts for you? Because we just kind of went through them. But was there anything? I'm gonna like, be 100 oh, cool. honest for you. Like they announced mm-hmm. this less than 24 hours ahead of time. It came like out 12 at hours 6 p.m. or sorry, 6 a.m. my time. So like yeah. I, it had already been out for hours by the time I woke up that day, and I saw nothing in the news about it. I saw the trailer for Dragon Quest Treasures just now, and I saw the trailer for mm-hmm. Mario Plus Rabbids. But I had no idea they had anything to do with the Nintendo Direct. So those things excite me. Everything else I'm just reading right now for the first time. Second mm-hmm. time, excuse me. I read it like uh, an hour ago whenever you posted it. And I was like, cool. Yeah. So those are the only things that really excite me. 
Yep, uh, it is admitting, again, the whole Persona thing, I was to be expected. I mean, it was coming to Xbox and PC. Like, why wouldn't it also come to Switch? But that's yeah. cool to get confirmation about that. Uh, again, Monster Hunter don't care. Dragon Quest is good for you. Um, Nier is a bad game. <laughs> Mario Rabbids. <laughs> I don't think it's a bad game. I, I, I did not enjoy it. I know people are like either. horny for it. But I was like, this game is and not People good. are like, oh no, it's, it gets better the 14th time you beat it. I was like... Oh, play out, play, get, get to ending C+. Plus. Fuck you. <laughs> not doing that. You suck my dick. Um, Mario plus Rabbids, though. Yeah, I'm very excited. That'll be cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it was like, there's solid things in here, but I don't think there's anything crazy. But, you know, how people are Nintendo Directs, they want to overhype it. But Harvestella. Again, I don't have a Switch, but I like the way the game looks. That could be interesting. I'm kind of into farming games once in a while, so. Did cool. Square Enix say that that's going to be Switch exclusive, or do you assume it's coming to PC as well? Um, I mean, I don't know if they said it or not. It feels to me like that's a game that could maybe come out other places as well, but I don't really know. I'll click on a link and see if I can find anything. Harvest out of platforms. Well, the first thing that comes up when you Google is just Microsoft Windows. Like, it, <laughs> it released on two platforms. Harvest Ella will be available on PC and Nintendo Switch. There, I'll get it on PC. There you go. Okay. You don't even have to buy a Switch. I wasn't going to. Don't worry about it. Very good. Very good. Very good. <laughs> hey, something's available on Switch now for the very first time for free, which is wild, but it's also available on Xbox, which is where I assume you played it. Tell me about Fall Guys. Fall Guys? Yeah, we're getting playtime. Just play some more Fall Guys. Play with my friend. Or my yeah. friend. My son. Well, my son is my friend. <laughs> uh, no, not at all. He's not my friend. Beat his ass. Ouch. Uh, Ouch. No, I'm just kidding. You, ha you have to be a parent. You can be his friend, but you have to maintain that you're the parent. Because nice. friends can get taken advantage of. Let me yep. tell you, my son will never sit in the checkout aisle of a grocery store and call me by my first fucking name. Ooh, no. Uh, nope. There's this, me and my friend had a story about that. There was a white kid acting up, and then she was like, honey, please stop, please stop. He said, Martha, give me this candy. I said, oh, oh shit. Oh, nope. If that little boy nope. was in a black neighborhood, he'd be dead already. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's really funny. But no, Fall Guys uh, played uh, with my son, played a little bit John over at Pixel Street. Having a good time. That's a fun. I like that it's uh, free to play now and has that kind of progression where you jump in with some friends, get through your battle pass. I had the free battle pass because I own it on PlayStation. So I've been having a fun time. You know, just uh, all the Master Chief stuff came out. So you can buy Master yeah. Chief Bean if you want to. You get a little Master uh, Chief backpack, right? Yeah. If you do like the, they have like a special playlist just for, it's called Spartan Showdown where you can, mm. you, that, you can just unlock stuff for free and then you can also buy the skin if you want it as well, which I think is a good model. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's fun. Uh, I'm enjoying that game a lot. I'll keep playing that as it as it continues. And then of course we it's live now, especially when you're hearing the podcast. It's definitely live for everybody. But we did our barf for Life of Strange True Colors. So I finished that up, you know, like a day before we recorded that. Um, and you can hear our thoughts more about that on the barf. They're all over the place. Yeah. Up, down, left, right, purple, red, blue, and golden yellow very very true very true yeah mm -hmm. um i will use that to transition to my list i also played that we had alex cozina who played that in addition to like 17 other life is strange related games all the life is strange all every single life he found out is strange every yeah, single life truly um so yeah we had that and it was we had such a discussion about it i didn't i it was so weird how mixed our feelings seemed to be uh it was our third longest barf episode to date First being Ooh. Red Dead Redemption 2, second being uh, Majora's Mask. This is number three. Okay. Interesting. Um, I played 
more death loop. Put in a couple more hours there. I'm starting to get to the point uh, where uh, I'm starting sneaky. to see some. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we played some death loop. Um, so uh, I'm to the point now where I can actually like hold on to some things, which is mm -hmm. nice. So yeah. I'm I'm feeling like I'm making progress and getting uh, some good things. So uh, that's hooking me. I did not plan to play more di diablo immortal oh get that's it? what that is get di gotcha, yep. gotcha gotcha put a little eyeball emoji but it's so for the letter i uh did not plan to play more diablo immortal after seeing the diablo 4 trailer if anything i was going to go back and play diablo 2 remastered but um matt from rhode island messaged me and said you got me fucking hooked on this thing and i was like oh. yes he's never played a diablo game i don't believe um so he got hooked on it I was like fuck so i logged back in Played a little Elder Rift, got some good loot. There's co-op in that, I'm assuming, on the mobile version uh, yeah. too. Yep, yep, absolutely. very cool. Co-op, and then there's that. also like the like open instance of the environments too. So like obviously the hub mm -hmm. worlds, there's a ton of people in there, and then you go out and fight shit, and there's just like randos all around you, like a like a MMORPG. So uh, we haven't played together yet, but I am ready, Matt. Whenever you are. And then I also played. Uh, what is this? Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster. We talked oh, okay. the other day about Final Fantasy VII and all the announcements that were made there. And I was like, ah, oh, do I play the original? And then do I play the mobile re-release remake version of it? And then do I play... all? So I'm making my way back and starting with Final Fantasy I Pixel Remaster. I'm not going to go through all of them in sequence, but I wanted to just see what that experience was like on my iPad. And it's very great. It's excellent. Is it, it good? That's the one that's only on mobile and PC, right? Right. Yeah. It's only Steam and, and iOS. So, um, <laughs> Adam posting in the chat. These guys have so much freedom. <laughs> they deaf fuck. <laughs> yep. Deaf. Most deaf. Um, what I, so I really enjoy the Pixel Remaster. I have nothing to compare it to because I've never played the original Final Fantasy game before in my life. But, what I do enjoy about it is that it has the like CRT mode of it, so you can play it with all the scan lines and shit like that, and it looks really gross. Or you can play it mm -hmm. like is like it is uh, with all the pixels remastered. Pretty, yeah, yeah. That's the way I'd play it. <laughs> yep. Um, but I the game itself, I didn't realize because I've only played other Final Fantasy games that have a, an established like this is the lore behind the series. We always use these same summons. This is like the spells are all these spells, even though like they differ from game to game or how magic is created this very much is D D. and now that i've oh. listened to a ton of dungeons and dragons podcasts thank you the adventure zone which i just finished amnesty amnesty yep. okay you saw how it got better at the in the later half yep. like i was talking yep. about yeah very cool uh so yeah this is like you have level one, two, and three spell slots. And as you, you have oh. like certain numbers of each spell slot that you can cast each day before you rest and that kind of shit. I was like, I did not expect no, that's exactly this from Final D &D. Fantasy. Yeah. That is exactly D&D. &D. Yeah, yep. that's wild. Huh. I did not expect that at all from Final Fantasy. So like that's, it's interesting to see that's how it started and then it like became its own thing, which is really cool. And then the last thing on here, Tiki, on here, <laughs> there's a North Carolina coming on my ear. Last thing on here is the quarry, TQ. The quarry. The quarry. <laughs> <laughs> Something about losing your kids at the quarry. Um, 
I didn't plan to play this so soon because I was waiting for mm-hmm. online co-op, but a friend of mine here is uh, we he's just like, hey, you want to come over? And I was like, yeah, let's play a game. Let's play the quarry. So we played about half of it, I think. We're on cha- we just finished chapter five last night. So far, only one dead person, but I'm not upset about it. Yeah, don't want to spoil anything, but I'm not upset about that person dying. We split it. Here's one thing I will say. We split. So the couch co-op, the way it works is basically it just, you say, all right, player one, which of the eight characters do you want to control? Player two, Mm -hmm. which of the eight do you want to control? And you split them between the two and it will just say, all right, we're about to play as Ryan, whoever. And then it will show you which player is supposed to control it now. Gotcha. Uh, We, he's like, all the boys are cute. So I'm like, fine, you do all the boys. I'll do all the girls. And Mm -hmm. uh, not a lot of opportunity to play as girls. So don't split it up, really? boys and girls. At least in the first five chapters. Okay. I don't want to spoil anything, but like, it's not really an even split. So hmm. it might seem. But like you got it is. you got to play as Brenda Song though. Yes, Brenda Song. Oh, speaking of, so so speaking, Brenda Song is the most badass character in the whole game. But mm-hmm. the oh my god, the facial animations, the just the the graphics in general on this game are incredible, especially when it's night outside. It looks like almost indistinguishable from photorealism, which is it's amazing. I was blown away watching it last night. I even said out loud, I was like, oh, my God, these things are this looks incredible. Yeah. Um, which brings more and more attention to mouths in video games. I heard it's, it's the teeth. Yeah. Right. And the mouths and the teeth. teeth. And it's now that we've got everything looking so lifelike, it's so noticeable now when people's tongues don't move and they don't match like their tongue is just static in their mouth and they, just, their lips the don't go in to make like fr- fricatives and things like that. It's just... So, um, <laughs> exactly. Hey, Chad, what's going on? <laughs> so I'm excited about the next step, next huge leap in video games when we can start actually having lips and tongues move in and out of mouths to help that animation. Like that's going to be really key to cool. moving into the next phase of realism. Or just have everyone with really big beards so you can barely see their lips. There you go. Covers their face. Or just go. every game is set during coronavirus and everyone wears masks. Perfect. You don't have to animate anything. <laughs> exactly. Just eyebrows. Just, like, <laughs> just a, a lot of deaths. And that's it. That's oh what I played this week. Hopefully I'll be finishing that up tomorrow. I think we're going to spend most of July 4th beating that game because I think it's only nine hours. Um, yeah. So I do appreciate, too, that that game is so accessible. Like, we played... Uh, I played, what was the name of the first one? Until Dawn. I played Until Dawn with uh, my roommate at the time several years ago who was not a video game person. And so she enjoyed the game, but she had no idea about controller layout. And so it's like, hey, press the triangle button. And she has to like look down. And so everything's so time sensitive. But with this, it doesn't have a lot of time sensitive things so far, which is good. We're like halfway through it. I'm sure more will come as people or their lives are more in danger. But so far, the only interactions have been moving the control stick up, down, left, or right. That's easy. Or yeah. mashing the X button. And that's it. Those are the only two forms of interaction. So I feel like this is really approachable for a lot of people, even if they don't have experience with video games. So good to sit down with like a wife or a, a spouse or somebody who doesn't play video, a kid, something like that, who just. Well, probably not a kid, given the subject matter of the game, but I don't know. You could. I mean, there's there's some swears, there's some mm-hmm. some some yucky sights. There also I've seen you... the picture of that lady who gets shot. I don't want to ruin it for you. 
There's okay. a there's an image okay. of a person who gets, I'll just say they get shot, and holy shit, I cannot believe that's in a video game. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm excited. <laughs> that's wild. I'm excited and scared. There's also, uh, uh, this will be the last thing I say about it. What I really enjoy, too, is that there's this mechanic in the game where there's like this fortune teller lady that you go hmm. and visit between chapters. And you pick up tarot cards. They're like secretly hidden across the the levels. And if you find a tarot card, you can bring it to her. And if you find multiple per level, she will you'll pick one. And it'll say like the magician, the devil, the and you pick one of them. You have no idea who it course correlates to. And she will show you a brief, kind of like obscured way of how one of your characters could die in the next chapter. Mm-hmm. But what I love about it is that it's not helpful at all. All it does is make you paranoid. Because yeah. like you you know that like, oh my god, I saw a flash of so-and-so's face. And then this other character, and they looked like they were maybe in a cabin. And then you get to this point where like, fuck, I'm in the cabin, and I'm controlling this character, and I know that other one's coming, and they give you a choice. And it's like, neither one of these choices explicitly says what's going to happen next, and I have no idea. And so there were so many times watching my friend play where I'm like, oh, God, you made the wrong choice, but I'm going to let you make that choice. Oh, God, that person's going to die. And I'm like, oh, they lived. And had I been playing, I would have definitely fucking killed them on accident. Yep. So... I'm enjoying the quarry. Very good game so far. Uh, highly recommend. Can't wait for it to have online multiplayer. Let's move on to our quest log, where we talk about news stories from the week, starting with doing games fast earns money. Coming from Jordan Midler at VGC. Every single year, there's a, play, a thing called Summer Games Done Quick, SGDQ. It's an annual speedrunning event. And this year it has raised over $3 million for Doctors Without Borders, according to the organizers. The event took place in Bloomington, Minnesota, uh, which I have, you know, Bloomington, Indiana is the town. There shouldn't Mm -hmm. be any more Bloomingtons. We need to get away from having the same city in multiple places. Like, we don't need a Paris, Texas. We got a Paris, France. Make up your own damn Kentucky, too. Yeah, see, see, we don't need that. We don't need that. And everyone name your yeah. kid something different, too. Let's just number things. Well, there you go. There you go. You were a kid 17,475,600. I grew up in 78 and moved down to 93. It's pretty nice. Pretty nice change of scenery. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the event took place in Bloomington, Minnesota, which was the first in-person GDQ event since Awesome Games Done Quick in 2020. There were some interesting things to see, such as a, a Halo Infinite speed room, Speed room. Speed run speed room. by Waifu Runs, which clocked in at under an hour and a half. Beat the whole game in under an hour and a half by clipping through the world and exploiting the grappling hook. Uh, so they managed to fly through the game. And then the event crossed the $3 million mark and concluded with two Elden Ring runs. Sounds pretty... Have you ever seen any of that speed running? The game's done quick stuff? I watch it uh, once in a while. Uh, a couple people in my D&D group really, really like it. Like They're all about it. They're like, what's the whole schedule for the week? I can watch it and shit. So they were really into it. Again, I'll be like, oh, like, <laughs> it's funny when they do like the glitch runs. Mm. Uh, I just remember watching a clip of some kid was playing Ocarina of Time. And he was in that first dungeon with the weird spiders. And like, he was like backflipping up a wall or something. And then like backflipped off from the top of the thing and broke through. And everyone's like, oh. Oh my god! I'm like, he jumped. All right, I guess that's a big deal. Um, but no, it's, it's pretty cool. The stuff that these things—it's wild. I've I've only seen a handful, of, like a Majora's Mask run and stuff like that. And it's it's just the way people find out that these glitches and things exist. 
I envy their free time. It's wild. Yeah. How do you do it? Yep. Their, and their their ability to not get bored as fuck just back flipping up walls in a tree dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> um, next up, Corey Barlog. Sick of your shit, Matt Kim at IGN. He's not sick of Matt Kim's shit. It, this comes from he Matt Kim. He hates Matt Kim so much. <laughs> <laughs> One of the biggest rumors for some reason heading into this week was potential information surrounding God of War Ragnarok. And people were saying, oh, June 30th, there's going to be an announcement of the release date. Um, there was no mention of the new ne next God of War game, aside from Corey Barlog asking fans to keep the faith. From a tweet from Corey, it says, quote, If it were up to me, I would share all the information when I know about it, but it's not up to me, so please be patient. He also added, quote, there will be, uh, Details will be shared at the earliest possible moment they can be, meaning any information or lack thereof is for a reason. Um, Corey also followed up with an earlier post he made uh, he followed up his earlier post and made clear to a fan that Ragnarok has not been delayed out of 2022. After a fan asked to just go on and tell us that Ragnarok is delayed, he replied, it's not. And then Adam says, hey, there's some other stories in here of a lot of people harass harassing Sony Santa Monica people. Um, that's not cool. The company obviously is against mm -hmm. that, but also you should be against that as a person and a, a citizen of the world. Like, don't harass people over something so stupid as a video game release date. Did you see the one, the one specifically that I saw? Again, there I could have done research. I didn't look up to it. That some guy, I don't know, it was like a creative director and or somebody at Sony Santa Monica, and a guy either tweeted him or emailed him is like threatened him with dick pics. He's like, let me know the release date or I will send you dick pics. And I'm like. What a weird threat. <laughs> yep. First of all, don't do that. Second of all, what a weird threat. I will send you dick pics if you don't tell me information. What? <sighs> Fucking people, man. Fucking people. Don't be dumb. Normally that's like a positive, right? When you're like interested in somebody and they're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I'll send her this because then she'll want to have sex with me or whatever. Well, Not maybe like you should try like, hey, if you do send me the release date, I'll send you dick pics. That's what I'm saying. It should be a reward, not a threat. <laughs> right. Unless his dick looks Unless real it's gross a bad and dick, he's like, yeah. <laughs> hey, you, you ain't going to learn. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, leave these people alone. They've, Sony Santa Monica has made a lot of tweets and blog posts who are like, hey, stop harassing people, you fucking idiots. Yep. Um, I do love all this. Again, Corey Bollock says it's not delayed. And I hope so. You know, they're going to try to stick to the date. Also, it's just funny because he's not even working on this game. So I don't know why they're buying right. Corey Barlog. Right. He's not even the director on this one, right? It's the other guy. Yeah. So uh, interesting new. that. Yeah. But either way, it's like, again, hope we get it this year. I, I Until I see it. I know he's saying it's happened until I see it. I ain't believing it because literally every game in the last few years, every game that came out this year was delayed from the year before. Right. And every game that's supposed <laughs> to come out this year got delayed to next year. So I'll believe it when I see it. But. I do hope it comes out. And either way, fucking why are you harassing people? Um, I was listening to Kind of Funny Games Daily, and one guy's like, um, he's like, oh, you know, I we have to we have to plan our our uh, our schedule around when this game comes out. He's like, that's funny that like this guy's like, I can't take vacations. I can't take I can't my life stops unless I know exactly when this twenty hour video game comes out. Otherwise, <laughs> my life can't move forward. I'm like, what a fucking funny thing to say. Very very funny. Some people are just like they will they will whine over the the craziest things and make up such dramatic excuses um uh, but don't do it people don't do it and hey just as another thing i'm gonna skip down to the next i'm gonna skip down one story and we'll come back to it mm -hmm. just as another Makes way sense. so we can get this conversation out of the way stop fucking harassing people monkey island will get less behind the scenes looks 
This comes from Ryan Dinsdale at IGN. The director of Return to Monkey Island, Ron Gilbert, will no longer talk about the game online because he's received a bunch of abuse about the new art style for the game, which was just revealed last week. This is a quote from him. It says, I'm shutting down comments. People are just being mean, and I'm having to delete personal attack comments. It's an amazing game, and everyone on the team is very proud of it. Play it or don't play it, but don't ruin it for everyone else. I won't be posting any more about the game. The joy of sharing has been driven from me. Gilbert and the developer Terrible Toy Box have received criticism over the game's art style, which fans have criticized for not matching the original games that were released more than 30 years ago. Gilbert said previously that, quote, the Return of Monkey Island may not be the art style you wanted or were expecting, but it's the art style I wanted. That's the end of the story. Again, stop being fucking dicks to people. It's If you don't like the way something looks, don't be harassing people. Like You can keep that to yourself. And if you want to offer critici- like public criticism in a helpful way, do it in a helpful way. I'm not saying there aren't times when your feedback is important. Let's all remember Sonic the movie and that hedgehog and how it used to look versus how it looks now. But there's a way to go about doing it, and you are obviously not doing it well, community. Be nice to people. Also, the art style, <laughs> this is my personal opinion, the art style looks great. Everybody I like, like too. guacamole or like something from uh, from Double Fine. But Yeah, I don't want it. I mean, I understand that some people are like, I want it to look like a pixel thing. That's cool, but... If you want that, then why don't you make your own Return to Monkey Island and do your own pixel art? Oh, you can't? No. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. Hate to see it. Let's jump back up to Sucker Punch. Pow, 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 pow. That's what it sounds like when you get sucker punched. <laughs> pow, 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 pow. Is definitely <laughs> not hiring for these two games. Says Jessica Howard at GameSpot. 25 years of celebration for Sucker Punch Studios, and they released a blog post offering an update to some of its most beloved series. According to the blog post, Sucker Punch has, quote, no plans to revisit Infamous or Sly Cooper right now, and no other studio is currently working on projects related to those franchises either. The team says this is because as its games, quote, continue to grow in scale and complexity, they require the full attention of the studio. And the last quote from them, these characters are very special and near and dear to our hearts, Sucker Punch added. So while we'd never say never to reopening those doors down the road, for now there are no infamous or Sly Cooper games in development. While I am bummed to hear that there's nothing coming from infamous, I could give a fuck about Sly Cooper. Uh, Like, not even a remaster of infamous is coming. Um, I am also really grateful that they just flat out said this so that I'm not every single... Every single Sony State of Play be like, are we going to see Infamous? Are we going to see Infamous? No. And at the very earliest, if they decide right now to do it, we might see it in three or four years. So They are focusing full steam ahead on Ghosts of Tsushima 2, Electric Boogaloo, I'm sure. Yep. And whatever else is next for them. I do like that it's like no other studio either. So it's like, yo, yeah. no one's going to do it. Re- like fucking. And again, that's the thing where, yeah, thanks for telling us. Obviously, I mean, we, we read the... Uh, the hiring thing, the the reading through their hires, what they're mm-hmm. looking for. And it's like, obviously, this is for Ghosts, too. But yeah, Sly... Okay, so I know some people like Sly Cooper. It's just like people who like Dino Crisis. We get it. You're old men who play video games <laughs> when you were young. It's fine. Uh, when was the last Sly Cooper? I remember there being like a Vita, or was that a remaster? I remember there, was, there being a Sly Cooper game on Vita. So there was the, the collection that was released, and they released Sly mm-hmm. Cooper 4 on PS4. It was like Thievius Raccoonus or something like that. Yeah, I remember... Yeah, 4. Okay. Was that, that was before, punch, so. like, the big Crash Bandicoot frenzy mm-hmm. and Spyro frenzy. Like, this was the first time of them 
dip him in dipping into that well again. But was Sly four by Sucker Punch? I feel like another team Ooh, did that. Ooh, IDK permission. might be FFJ. Let's find out. Sly Cooper for Studio Thieves in Time. Available for PlayStation Three. Oh my God! I'm yeah, old. even older. Came out PlayStation Three and PlayStation Vita. Yep, I remember that part. This was developed by Sanzaru Games, who previously ported the original games into high def for PlayStation 3. So they did the ports and then they made their own game. Yeah. Again, so Sucker Punch hasn't worked on it since Sly 3. So why are yep. we still talking about Sly Cooper? They haven't made a game in that series in 15 years. Sly 3 came out in yeah, 2005, so it's been 17 years since they worked on a Sly Cooper game. Why the fuck do they want to go back to that well? Yeah. Next, they'll be asking for Naughty Dog to go back to <laughs> fucking Jack and Dexter or right? whatever, right? That's not what they want. They can tell yeah, so many more fun. great stories now. They don't want to go back to that that PS2 era shit. Yeah. Early look at Skate 4. <laughs> Ow, my fucking knees. That's what it sounds like to play Skate 4. <laughs> this comes from Game Girl in the game spot. <laughs> Balls, balls. <laughs> a new skate game is on the way. We knew this already. There was the announcement of basically like, we think y'all want it, so we're gonna make it. Like that's that's how the game got announced. And though they're not ready, to, though EA is not ready to divulge to divulge too many details about the project, it's released some very early gameplay demo video showing off what the team is working on. I've watched this video. It's like an hour, or not an hour and a half. It's like a minute and a half. Yeah. They, in the very beginning, like, listen, this is pre-pre-pre-alpha. Almost everything in the video is wireframes. Um, mm -hmm. So no textures on most things. Uh, but it shows how the physics are going to work. And some of the animations, what they might look like for the skaters. And then later in the video, we do see a little bit of a glimpse of, like, what a fully realized environment might look like with textures and, and shading and all that kind of stuff. Which looks pretty great for being pre-pre-pre-alpha. Um, there are tons of funny bugs that they call out in it as well. They can show some pretty daring tricks you can perform, like leaping across rooftops or grinding down stairways. Um, but they are developing this with players in mind. So they obviously, they call out in the video too, like we got tons of feedback and comments from you. We're working on integrating them into the, the game. And the trailer itself was actually an invitation for people to try out Skate early and give feedback. So there's a way to play it early if you go to their website. Uh, quote from them, we took what we know, what you told us, and started building, the narrator says, adding that there will be, quote, more ways to express yourself in the new skate game. They might take a page out of Tony Hawk Underground's playbook as we see players uh, off their skateboards and swinging on a support-like structure, a support structure like monkey bars. Monkey bars. Wow. Talking's hard, y'all. Monkey bars. Monkey bars. Yeah, it looks cool. It looks like a skateboarding game in pre-production. Um, but if you want to offer feedback and turn it and shape it into something really great, yeah, go to the skate website. Go to EA. Sign up for early access. Yeah, I enjoy, and I can't really think of many companies that do this. Honestly, it probably is EA more than anybody where people are, like we were talking about, like, don't harass people, don't be an asshole. But when people are like, hey, can we get a thing? And then they're like, you know what? Enough people have talked. We'll go ahead and do it, even if it's a niche thing. I think Skate 4, so the last I remember this is like Mirror's Edge, which Mirror's Edge Catalyst was like, it's fine, but it was like Mirror's Edge fans got a new Mirror's Edge. Even yeah. if the game wasn't a 10 out of 10, I was I still enjoy being able to play a new Mirror's Edge game. Very, very beautiful game. So I like when they're like, hey, 
if you comment Skate 4 on every single thing EA does, you'll eventually get a Skate 4. And they did, and they brought back the original designers and developers, and they're like, hey, help us make it. Let us know what you want and what you don't want. And I just like that. It's it's a thing. It's like this game will come out, you know, three or four years or whatever, but, you know, they're making it for the fans, and hopefully it'll be good and everyone will enjoy it. And, you know, it's made, you know, for the fans of the video game. So, yeah, and, you know, um, we'll see like what happens with like Tony Hawk and stuff. But if you were like, Hey, Activision, can we get Tony Hawk? And they're like, Oh, it didn't send t- sell 10 million copies. Fuck you. You're not getting no more Tony Hawk, but some companies are like, Hey, Oh, that's really interesting to think now that Tony Hawk is a, maybe an Xbox thing. I, so yeah, I'm thinking it's like, Hey, you know, Activision is like, we're not doing it anymore. It's dead. They were going to do a three, four remake. We're not going to do it. Yeah. And then it's like, Hey, this is Phil Spencer, day one. Tony Hawk, uh, three and four in production. Maybe have fun with that, guys. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But he seems to. I remember Phil talking about like, hey, I want to use some of the IP that's been dormant for a long time, and I would yeah. like to, you know, maybe give that to some teams. So, uh, again, I just like the idea of getting a thing. Even though I'm, you know, I just made fun of Sly Cooper. But if enough people like really, really wanted Sly Cooper, yeah. give that to another team and see if someone makes something cool. I wouldn't be mad about that. I just think it's cool. Speaking of long dormant uh, IPs, Fallout Four has been out for a while, right? Right? Came out in two thousand seventeen. Seventeen? Oh my god, that's five years. Might as well be dead now. Cool modders <laughs> get paid. Comes from Grace Benfell at Gamespot. The Fallout London mod team announced that two of their team members, lead technical advisor Ryan Johnson and project leader Dean Carter, were offered jobs at Bethesda. The Fallout London mod is an expansive mod for Fallout Four, which is basically a a fan project that is looking to create something as big as DLC, like a, a, what an actual DLC for the game might be. And they're hoping to release it in 2023. Johnson, Ryan Johnson, took the job he was offered, an associate-level designer at Bethesda after working on the project. And the announcement states, quote, Luckily for us, we have known about this move for a while, and thus Ropiquet, Johnson's Discord handle, has helped collate his knowledge into invaluable design documentation so the rest of the team can work in his stead seamlessly. Concludes the wishing Johnson well, saying he will be, be he will be missed, but also expressing excitement for the work he will do with Bethesda. That was important because I was worried that like, oh, is Bethesda just poaching these people to shut down the project? And like, oh, we're taking two really important people from your thing and now it's just going to flounder and drown and you'll never release. But no, it looks like they're kind of in support of it, which is cool. Or at least Johnson's in support of, hey, I want this to live on in my absence. Here's everything you need to know. Carter, however, he was offered a position with Bethesda UK to work on Fallout 76, and he said, that game is stinky. I'd rather work on this cool <laughs> Fallout London mod for Fallout 4, which is much better. Um, so he said, I would like to finish this fan project for free and not get paid for it, and uh, hopefully there will be a job for him whenever he's done. So the announcement elaborated that, quote, it isn't easy to turn down your life dream to return to working on a project for free. His selflessness and dedication to the team is something we should all appreciate. I think that's really cool. A lot of times you see modders, and I, I, I love Bethesda's like philosophy with mods, and like those games exist. Skyrim and Fallout, like they exist for modders, which is why it was such a big deal whenever they showed off on the Xbox stage so many years ago. Like mods are coming to consoles too on Xbox. That was cool. Like that was that was really cool to see that, and so to see that they are not only embracing. Like and like, not necessarily saying, "Hey, London is an official DLC," but like they're like, "Cool, this is a cool fan project. We're not going to shut it down." But they're also just offering people jobs, contrary to something like Nintendo, where they're like, "Oh, someone in your game is named Mario." Nope, 
Cease and desist. Baby. Cease and desist. You're fired. You're sued. You're going to jail. Uh, so this is really cool to see that they were able to kind of get their dream job from all of it, which is awesome. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, when you have uh, people make they get to make a cool thing because like, I would definitely check this out if there's like a whole new area because you know I already own it on PC just through Game Pass, like getting the mod, loading it in. That'd be cool to check it out. And I, yeah, like you said, it's also cool when they get jobs and do stuff. So I know like a lot of time with people who like, I used to think it was a joke. Like you watch like an old spy movie and it's like, oh, this guy hacked us. He's putting in a job application. But like people really do like do shit on their own and get hired for it. I think is a cool thing. We see it happen in video games once in a while. I think like uh, there was some multiplayer game that some dude modded and they were like, oh, that's really good. Why don't you come make the sequel? So it's always a pretty nice thing to see. Yeah. Love it. I like it a lot. Uh, Adam, can you still hear me? I can hear you, but you're starting to turn into a robot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Upload speeds are getting down to like zero at times for some reason. The stream's down. Um, It's looking like it's improving. I'm deciding if we need to pause for a second. Yeah. Freaking Comcast, Mm y'all. Yeah. We're going to go to hold side for a second. We'll be right back. We're back. If you work at Comcast, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> if no one works at Comcast, they can't exist, and then there will be more competition. So, uh, you know, what? I don't think anyone does work at Comcast. I think it's just a hamster on a wheel and, a, and an AI that just right. run that. That hamster business. hasn't had a bath in a long time. And it is so stinky. It is just like Fallout seventy six. It is stinky. Okay, you're back. Okay, good, 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 good. Um, so we have two segments left on the show. The first one's from Adam. Segment from Adam. La, 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 la. That's it. That's a good one. Yeah. So, Chad, the last couple of weeks, you have tormented me. I've tormented no, it's you? a great I'm segment. So sorry. It's a great game. I'm sorry. No, no, no. The game's great, but I hate the fucking name, and you know I hate the name. Keep oh. doing it because it's funny. <laughs> but I'm turning it around on you this week. Okay. This week, we're going to play Smoosh Me Out of a Movie Mommy. <laughs> okay, okay. So this is this so is an we... antithesis of Smoosh Me Into a Movie Daddy. Yeah, we're going to smoosh you out of a movie mommy instead of smoosh me into a movie daddy. So the okay. way that this game works is that there's no money. Um, and these these companies have these movies and they want a video game tie-in. So we don't have time for development. We don't have time for anything. It has to come out the same day as the movie. So, what I need you to do is take a pre-existing video game, and you're going to match this movie to a pre-existing video game, and again, just change, you know, a thing here or there, put the actor's face somewhere, whatever. But I'm going to give you a movie. You tell me what video game would work as a video game tie-in for that movie. That sounds like 30 years of video games, of licensed video games. That's exactly how it works. (laughs) (laughs) Basically. But you can take something good. Like, say I was to do... Uh, this is a bad example, but like a do like a like Star Wars, and you'd be like Mass Effect. Okay, you know, okay. we'll just make Got them it. the Star Wars aliens or whatever, whatever. We'll have fun with that. You're gonna love these movies; they're great. Uh, first up, number one is 007 Skyfall. So Ooh, the third Daniel okay. Craig movie. You turn that into a smush that out of a movie, mommy. Make that into a video <laughs> game. Smush that out of a movie, mommy. All right, so we need something with some like. Some, oh my God! You know what I want it to be? I want it to mm-hmm. be a VR game. I want it to be that VR game um, from London Studio. PSVR. Fuck! What was it? Not the Getaway. Bl- uh, no, is it called Blood and Truth? Is that the name? I think so. 
you know, like sneaky, like sneaky. One? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but I want it to be in VR, and then I want spoilers. I want there to be actual fire at the end of the game, and you Factual feel fire. fire. Isn't isn't that the one with um with the Nazi guy from Inglorious Bastards, and then the building, like the hotel that they're in, like no catches on that fire. That is Spectre. That's Spectre. Shit. Which one? No, Skyfall? no. Wait a minute. You said the hotel in the desert catches on fire. Yeah. That's Quantum of Solace. <laughs> There's Jesus. also a building that blows up with Christoph Waltz. <laughs> that is one. that the movie with Christoph yes. Waltz? That is Spectre. That's Spectre. Okay, okay. There are two <laughs> there are two endings <laughs> of those movies that end with the building blowing up in the desert. So yes. Uh, okay. Christoph, that's Shit. Spectre. Shit, hold on. Skyfall hold on, hold on, hold on. is Skyfall. Skyfall had the song from Adele. Let the, the Skyfall. That fucking banger. And that movie is uh that's Javier Bardem is the bad guy. And it ends with <gasps> oh yes 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 Bond yes, going yes. to his childhood home. Mm-hmm. And spoiler alert: M dies in that movie. Judy yes. Judy Dench dies in that yes. movie. Yes, Judy Dench dead. Okay, well I still uh, here's the thing: James Bond in general, I do want the VR port, but also this being like, I feel like there's a really good villain in Javier Bardem. There's still like so, you're defending the house at the end of it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're all boarded the up in that house. Resident Evil Four. Oh yeah, Resident Evil Four, and it just ends with the segment where you're like defending the house with all the zombies coming at you. That's really tough, and that's okay. where the game ends. But they're just dudes <laughs> with guns now, and Javier Bardem. Yes, hundred percent. And then you can just change the skin of the the president's daughter to be Judy Dench. There you go. And Ooh, Resident wow. Evil Four is in VR, so boom, we can still keep it in VR. But just instead of it being like Resident Evil Four, it's just like press A, Skyfall. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Best but we forget to swap out sports. some of the text, so it still says Resident Evil 4. It still says Resi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, next up, smush me out of a movie, Mommy. We're going to do the movie, What We Do in the Shadows. Ooh, movie, What We Do in the Shadows. So I feel like I want this one to be some kind of like... I want to be silly, interactive. I kind of want it to be either like an adventure game from Double Fine or like a... Mm-hmm. Like a like an until dawn or something like that <laughs> okay okay what if it's one of the horror games you know how you can take like a, a comedy and you cut the trailer differently and set it to like scary music and suddenly it sounds like a horror movie or yeah. vice versa i want i want us to do that with one of supermassives like man of medan or something like that mm-hmm. um one of their until dawn one of those games but make it i i totally forgot what are we doing what's the movie what we do in the shadows. What we do in the shadows. Make it what we do in the Taika shadows. Waititi, Jermaine Clement, all of them living in a house together. And we just, yes, <laughs> and we just dub that over. So one of them, I'm sure, is about a spooky house. I've only played like one or two of the four or five that are out. So one mm-hmm. of them has to do with a spooky. Oh, and the quarry. The quarry, you're in like a cab, like a the big quarry. Gym. The quarry. <laughs> we'll make it what we do in the shadows. I think that's all I'm going to say about the quarry. I think it's a good one based on subject matter. Mm-hmm. Um, so. But we just swap out the characters with, yeah. with Taika Waititi's crew, and we put like funny music and one-liners in there. Slapstick. Yeah. And we already talked about the fact that like the tongues and the lips don't move anyway, so we don't probably have to change any of the animation of the lips. We just okay. change the dialogue. Oh, heads up! Because uh, remember, you watched the movie. The people from Wellington Paranormal show up in that movie, and they inspect the house. That's the third season is now on HBO Max. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Very, very cool. Uh, all right, that's a good one. Next. Hold on. I got to scroll up a little bit. What is the name of this movie called? I I put down Born to be Wild, Jonathan Taylor Thomas movie, but it's actually called Wild America. 
So okay. Wild America, the Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Devin Sawa movie where they go across the country and deal with uh, animals. Uh, we're going to make that, smush that out of a movie and into a video game, mommy. Okay, okay. Here's what it is. Final Fantasy 15. Oh, yeah. Because it's already it's like a trip. band of like bros. They're out there on a road trip. We just have to swap the car from like whatever, the Rolls Royce or whatever it is, to their beat to shit truck. Mm-hmm. Swap out their costumes. And instead of like going and finding all of these summons, they're like finding a bear and like a flamingo and something yeah. to take pictures of instead of fighting. The eagles and the mountain lions and such. Yeah. Uh-huh. And again, uh-huh. Chad, I don't know where it is in Final Fantasy 15 because I haven't played it, but if I don't get a scene with that gator with the boy's legs poking out of it, I'm not going to be happy. <laughs> you know this. Make it happen. But I think that works. It is a, that is a fucking road trip fucking video game, so it makes yep. plenty of sense. I got it. Uh, number four, we have Johnny Knoxville's Bad Grandpa. Oh, shit. Bad Grandpa. Okay. Out of a movie into a video game, Mommy. So... There's, do you remember the game Pain? From no, it was, it's a basically a physics based game where you just fling people out of a giant slingshot at buildings and billboards and shit and try to just cause a bunch of damage. And it was like, it came free with a bunch of the original PS3 models and it was like build as like a full game, fully downloadable, and you can download it off the PlayStation. Oh, it's just like a Havoc engine demo, basically. Yeah, it's from. Deck Nine and San Diego Studios. No way! Life is Strange True Colors Deck Nine? Deck Nine, Life is Strange Deck Nine and fucking San Diego Studio, which I believe does the baseball games, right? Yep. Yep, they do the MLB The Show games. In 2007, they made a Havoc Image demo where you fling people into buildings. Yep. That's wow. it. That's it. Okay. But just make that, just switch it out with Johnny Knoxville in an yeah. old man costume. I mean, just, just put a, a grandpa in there instead. Which you, there already seen... was a skin for for a grandpa oh, for an old person. Have you seen that movie, by the way? No, I have not. But I assume it's just jackass shit. But all the grandpa stuff, right? So what they do is there's a storyline that he's okay. going like the acted parts, and then they put stunts of him as the bad grandpa in between it. So it's like he's on a road trip, of course, with I think it's like his grandson or some shit. And they'll be talking in the car, they'll have a scene, and then they're like, "Oh, let's stop over here for some gas," and then they do a fucking funny stunt in like a in a grocery store or some shit, and then they intersperse that make it to a movie i actually like it a lot. i actually like oh. a lot uh but there's a part <laughs> i think they cut it out of the movie where he's at a strip club and johnny knoxville has fake testicles that are very very long because he's an old man <laughs> and it's just like his testicles pop out of his pants and they literally almost go to his knees and it's fucking <laughs> hilarious holy shit is it funny uh no good one i like that just like a funny physics-based thing number five actually i'm gonna do six just because i had fun a fun idea with this okay number five it's the biggest hit of the summer it's a big deal but minions, when they met Gru, all the boys are are dressing up in their suits to go watch this. This movie made so much money because all these 15-year-old boys are like, let's, let's dress up in suits and go watch Minions. So Minions movie, what are you going to do for that? All right. Um, Astrobot. It's Astrobot. Yeah. You just gotta you gotta go around. You're collecting and swap out the Astro robots for minions, mm-hmm. and you're like yeah, building a party characters. behind you. They follow you. They all already speaking like like they already talk like that. Mm-hmm. There you go. It's Astrobot. I like it. That or a Rabbids game because Rabbids are just French minions. Oh, you're right. You're exactly right. Any one of those. Fucking. I freaking the Rayman Raving Rabbids, the original game on Wii. 
I lost my shit. I thought the rabbits were the funniest thing on the planet. Because I love screaming. Great. Yeah. Children, all children and young adults are like, oh, my God, this is great. And the French are like, oh, very good, very good. <laughs> I remember there's a South Park episode where Eric Cartman meets – it's like a weird duck creature. Oh, fuck, I can't think of the name of the episode. But it's like a dumb little creature. And all he does is, like, fall over and do stupid shit. And everyone's like, this guy's fucking annoying. And Cartman thinks he's the funniest fucking thing in the world. <laughs> um, and that's what the minions – or the rabbits remind me of. It's like French people love it. Uh, but – that's very funny and then my last one was going to be i was going to say mission impossible but i can't remember why mission impossible 2 specifically the john woo you know what face off give me face off as a video game Ooh, that's also john Woo. okay i want to try and figure a way that we can keep nicholas cage in it again we're just going to put cg him over into whatever characters in the video game I don't know if this is so I'm, I'm thinking the last of us part two somehow. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> like <laughs> you have John Travolta and, and Nick uh-huh. Cage and then somewhere in there, they, they swap faces and fight right in the movie. It's been a long time. Since yes. He it. takes his face off. <laughs> right, right, right. And then there's a, there's a fight between. Yeah. There you go. Last was part two is the new face off game. I like that. Well, can you imagine that like, you know, 25 hour, like super emotional game, but it's just Nick Cage and John Travolta, like yes. being wacky and switching faces. Man, good time. Yep. I like that. But yeah, that's it. We're smooshing people out of a movie. Mommy. That's what we did this week. Are you talking about the Jakovasaurus? Jakovasaurus. That's what it is. That fucking, <laughs> he's a goo and then like falls over. Carpenter's like, yeah, this guy's fucking funny. It's like, it's it's fucking stupid. Yep. I love it. All right. Last is is a game on game show. The game on our gaming show. We play a game called Game On, the gaming show on our game show. Game, 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 game. Adam. Yeah. Guess what comes out this week? Um, Thor Love and Thunder. Thor Love and Thunder from director Taika Waititi. Woo! easy work um we're playing a game today called quiz me captain it's me margaret which is a game we've played plenty of times before but this one is all skinned to be a taika fest so everything in here is related to taika watiti so here's how the game works there are four rounds each has a different uh length of time in which you have to complete different tasks some of them are questions around listing things some of them are answering several trivia things some of them are around convincing or choosing the right thing out of a pair it is all time-based if you get through all four rounds successfully you get a super secret prize if however you do not finish one round successfully you still have to complete the rest of the game but you do not get the super secret prize adam are you ready for one for round one of Quiz Me Captain? It's me, Margaret, Taiko Batiti edition. I'm ready, Captain. All right. Uh, I'm stalling while I find the clock app on my phone. Found it. All right. You have 30 seconds. There's one prompt for this one. Mm-hmm. 30 seconds. First round. Quiz Me Captain. It's me, Margaret, Taiko Batiti edition starting now. Name five things Taiko Batiti wrote or directed. Uh, Moana, What We Do in the Shadows, uh, Hunt for the Wilder People, uh, Ragnarok, and Love and Thunder. 
All right. I I think you're right on Moana, so I'm going to say yes. Go for it. He did yeah. write the first draft for Moana. Yes, he okay, did. Okay, 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 okay. Yes, correct. Excellent. You did it in 17 seconds. Perfect. Excellent job, Adam. You move on to round two, although you would have regardless of Quiz Me, Captain. It's me, Margaret. Taika Waititi edition. This one, you have three prompts that you must respond to, but you have 60 seconds to do so with your current track record of 17 seconds per prompt. I believe you'll make it. Let's see. Are you ready for round two of Quiz Me, Captain? It's me, Ra- Margaret, Taika Waititi edition. I will try. 60 seconds on the clock. Round two starts now. Taika's birth name is Taika David Cohen. Spell his last name backwards. His new N-E- last name backwards. His new name? Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. This is going to be a tough one. I, uh, it's, I'm very bad with spelling frontwards and backwards. Skip, please, so we can have more fun. <laughs> okay. I lost, but skip it. Okay, question number two. Taika is halfway to an EGOT. Which two does he have, and for which film did he earn them? I don't know what that is. Next question. <laughs> okay, number three. Taika and his fiance Rita Ora had a threesome last year with which Thor character? Uh, what's her name? Oh, girl. Uh, Valkyrie. Valkyrie, that is correct. Tessa Thompson. All right, uh, in 38 seconds... You did not get two questions correct. Uh, his last name is Waititi, and backwards that is spelled I-T-I-T-I-A-W. I was never be able to do that. Sorry. And EGOT is uh, something that was made famous to me by Tracy Jordan on 30 Rock. Me, Tracy Morgan. <laughs> Tracy Morgan's Tracy Jordan on 30 Rock. Uh, but is when someone earns an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony Award. And a Tony, gotcha. Uh, famously famously i can't remember her name not oprah winfrey whoopi goldberg whoopi goldberg is an example of egot (laughs) um the gentlemen who create south park are just one away they are uh what are they an emmy no a tone no something maybe they are egots they've got tony's are from tony's are musicals yeah they definitely got with with um, oscars or movies yep grammy they probably need a grammy they, I think they got a Grammy. Unless they have one for, for the Book of Mormon. Blame Canada or something like that from. Blame Canada. They might. Uh, they might South be Park guys Grammy. Or maybe they're looking to get that with Book of Mormon by adding a creative song. Maybe. Let's see. Uh, or a new song for it. Mm, doesn't matter. But that's an EGOT. You, you have okay. one of each of those. Um, so Taika has two. He has an Oscar. And he has uh, an Emmy. An Emmy is what I would guess. No, I lied. Oscar and a Grammy. And a Grammy for, because they're both for they're both for Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit. Okay. Yeah, I knew it was for Jojo Rabbit. I didn't realize he got a Grammy for that one. That's pretty cool. All right. I can't remember what it was though. Hold on. Best original Nazi song. <laughs> Accolades. One 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 Grammy Awards. Jojo Rabbit. Best compilation soundtrack for visual media. Okay. Cool. Anyone best? Probably James Gunn has 10 of those. (laughs) Yes. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. We've interrupted the flow of the game. Here it is. We're good. Third round, 20 seconds on the clock for this round, usually around convincing me of something. Here we go. 20 seconds on the Mm -hmm. clock. Are you ready for round three of Quiz Me Catman's Me Margaret, Taika Watiti edition? Yeah. 20 seconds starts. Now, convince me that I won't hate Chris Pratt and Thor Love and Thunder. You won't hate Chris Pratt because Taika Waititi is directing him. Fucking nailed it, dude. You know exactly what to say. Seven seconds. <laughs> Record time. <laughs> All right. Finally, final round. This one has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight pairs of things. Okay. Your job is to pick the correct answer out of the pair. 
which is all subjective based on my own personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so we will. You need four correct answers in thirty seconds, mm-hmm. or eight items. So if you get all eight items, or if you don't get four out of the eight, but you get it under thirty seconds, you still fail. Doesn't Are matter, you ready no. for fourth round, final round of Quizby Cat Me Market Taiko Titi Edition? Yeah, go for it. Fourth round, 30 seconds, starting. Now, Nadja or Colin Robinson? Colin Robinson. Absolutely. Guillermo or Laszlo? Uh, Guillermo. No, Laszlo's so funny. You like Laszlo? But Nandor, he, I did the voice. You did the voice. Nandor or Nadja's doll? Oh, Nadja's doll. No, it's Nandor, sir. Colin Robinson <laughs> or Laszlo? Colin Robinson. Both. The answer is both. Hitler both, or Blackbeard? Yeah. Oh, Blackbeard. <laughs> no. Hitler. Jojo Rabbit. Come I on. Like Lightyear I or like Jojo pirates. Rabbit? Uh, Jojo Rabbit. <laughs> Jojo Rabbit. That was number four. All right. You got four. Wait. Did you get four? Well, in 30 seconds, uh, you got Colin Robinson. You got... No. Did you get Nandor? I don't no. think I got it. No, I you might got have Hit- gotten it. No. You got Jojo Rabbit at the end. That was it. Okay, so you did not get four in 30 seconds. There are two more here that I'll just say. Mm-hmm. Uh, free Guy or Mandalorian? <sighs> Mandalorian. Nope, Free Guy. Didn't love Mandalorian. Have you not seen his episode of Mandalorian? I mean, it's yes, his episode, episode is great, season. but Mandalorian in general, stinker. You're crazy. Natalie Portman or Nicole fun. Kidman? Ooh, Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman, very good. Yeah. That's an inside joke. From my friend who can't tell the difference between Natalie Portman or Nicole Kidman. <laughs> Great. That's it for Game on Game Show. That is it for episode 265 of Respawn Aim Fire. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We have homework for you because this is fun summer school. You can go to patreon.com slash respawn aim fire where you can become a patron for a dollar a month and get all sorts of cool things like cool wallpapers from the game Grease. You can go vote on what games we're going to play each month for BARF, which is our backlog accomplishment of Respawn and Friends. Uh, Speaking of, you did vote this month for July's game, and the BARF for this month is Metal Wolf Chaos XD. Mechs. Big mech suits, guns, and explosions, I'm sure, are in it. Freedom. Lots of freedom. Freedom brought to you by guns. Metal Wolf Chaos (laughs) XD. America. Um, so that is our game for the month of July. Go play that now. If you're going to play it on PC, it's on sale for what? Half off? 15 bucks? Yeah, it's like 12.50. Yep. Half off. Go buy it there. Uh, keep a lookout on other platforms, PS4, Xbox as well. Might be going on sale. Who knows? Either way, if you've played the game or if you plan on playing it in July, let us know. Send us your thoughts. Come be on, excuse me, come be on the podcast when we talk about it at the end of the month. You're welcome as a guest as well. Uh, speaking of barfs, we mentioned once before, but it is out right now. June's barf was Life is Strange True Colors. And let me tell you, man, life was so strange. You saw all the colors and they told the Truly. truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so go check that out. It's live on podcasts and YouTube right now. Go check that out. Alex Cozina was in it. Uh, he's been on the show a bunch. You'll probably see him a lot more in the future, et cetera, et cetera. That's it, everyone. That's our podcast. And uh, perfect timing because I'm sure I'm sounding like a robot right now to you, Adam. So here's what we're going to say. Bleep, bloop, blah, blah, beep, 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 boop, boop. Watch me do a sexy dance. I'm a robot. Thor, love and thunder. Go see Taika Waititi's Thor, love and thunder. HBO Max. Wonderful time for the family. Go see it.